Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Hapraset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I believe that you all want to improve in your life. I believe that you all want to develop your life to get better and better. You don't want to stay the same. You want to keep going up and up, better and better, improving. Nowadays, when you want to learn about how to cook certain food, you go into the YouTube and watch. If you want to learn how to build a greenhouse, you can just go into the Google and find how to build a greenhouse in the Google. So we learn, we develop. I was growing up when we did not have any computer at all, only typewriter. And later on, I have to learn how to use computer and keep improving how to use. And the technologies have developed so fast to the point that we keep learning every day. Even as a doctor, the government told us to read and get into the conference at least 50 hours a year in order to continue the license. Because without learning new things, improving, I cannot be a licensed doctor in America. So we learn new things. And definitely, we need to learn and grow in the area of knowing our God. We need to get to know our God more and more every day. We learn who He is, what His promises are, and we learn how to relate to Him, how to connect with Him and fellowship with Him. We also learn how to be a good daddy, good husband, good wife. I'm not a perfect man. I'm still learning. Actually, I was growing up in a non-Christian home, and my family at that time did not follow the biblical way at all. So I was growing up in a very messy environment. After I gave my life to Jesus at 20-something years old, I began to learn the things of God. And we're going to keep learning until the last day of our life. We never, never stop. And I want to encourage you to be a good learner, to be a teachable person, that whatever God wants to tell you, you put into practice. And when you put God's Word into practice, you will develop more, and you'll see more victory and blessing and breakthrough in your life. And you will give glory to the Lord as well. I have taught the lesson in the teaching series called Learning to Truly Love. Our God is love, and God wants us to walk in love. I have taught altogether 10 lessons already. I want to encourage all the husband and wife to go into this series, Learning to Truly Love, and watch the past 10 lessons. You who are single, maybe you are still young, 16 years old, 20 years old, you have not married yet. You still need to learn how to love because you need to love your parents, love your boss, love people around you. So we're still learning how to walk in love. The first lesson we learn, love is patient. The second one, love is kind. I went into detail how to love. Number three, love is not selfish for Love is thoughtful. Five, 
love is not rude. Six, love is not irritable or short-tempered. Seven, love believes the best of another person. Eight, love is not jealous. Nine, love makes good impressions. Ten, love is unconditional in the standard of God. Today we're gonna learn another one, the number eleven. There are altogether maybe forty of them. So we have not even gone through half of how to walk in love. I believe that you're gonna take the word of God into your heart and put into your daily life the practice of how to walk in love. At the beginning, we're gonna learn how to love as a husband and wife. At the end, we're gonna learn as a human being, as a Christian, how should we love. So we learn on both sides. Family, marriage life, and also friends and co-workers. We're gonna learn that love cherishes. C H E R I S H E S. We're gonna learn in detail. Let us pray, Father. We thank you, Lord, that we can learn from you how to walk in love like you. You are the God who show love to us so much. You are our model, and you. Wrote the Bible through your servant to show us the way to walk in love and by faith. Thank you, Lord. We welcome your Holy Spirit to teach us, Lord. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Again, thank God for the Google, but we have the Google here, the Bible. We research everything about how to walk in this life by looking at the Bible. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 28. I'm going to start by reading about husband and wife first, and we're going to apply the same principle in our friendship and our relationship with other people. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 28 say, "Husbands ought also to love their own wives as their own bodies." Okay. Before I go on, let me give you two story. Let us consider this. Two scenarios. Okay, the first one: a man order car, begins having troubles. He could not use the car to drive anymore, so he takes this old car to the mechanics. After a detailed assessment was made, the car mechanic told him that the whole car need to have a complete overhaul. You need to change the whole engine. Everything need to be changed. This is bad. You can't drive this car anymore. The car is not working for you. Well, after he heard that from the car mechanics, he was thinking, "Wow, I have limited amount of money in my bank account, and to change the whole engine is very expensive. I'm gonna spend my money in the bank and to change the engine, or I should do something else." He decided to throw away that car, and he planned to buy a new car, a new model. When you think about this, his decision seemed reasonable, and you agree. Instead of repairing the car with the same amount of money, he rather buy a new car. Second scenario: another man. He's an engineer. He was working with an instrument or machine, and suddenly the machine hit on his hand. His hand swelled up and become bruised and bloody. So he ran to the hospital. The doctor took X-ray and find out that multiple bones in his right hand got broken. The doctor say we can fix it. We can take you to surgery. 
put the plate, a screw, or whatever to fix it. You need to be in the cast for three months. What do you think? What this man gonna say? This engineer, he say, I'm happy to spend all the money in my bank account to have my hand fixed, and I will get well again. His decision seem reasonable. That he is willing to spend all his saving in the bank account, a lot of money. Medical bill can be very expensive; can be hundred thousand of dollars. He was willing to spend money, pay for the medical bill, to save his right hand. The problem with our society nowadays is that marriage is more often treated like the first s e n i o r Okay. Marriage is something is discardable. You can throw it away. Not a big deal. And when I have problem with my wife, she make me upset. I think I need to find a new model car. I gotta get rid of this car. She give me too much headache. That's what happen when you begin to think about your marriage as a car, not your right hand. You want to get rid of that car, that marriage, when you experience difficulty in your marriage, but you don't understand that in the eyes of God, marriage is a significant bonding, significant joining together of a man and a woman, and you should not treat marriage as a car, a discardable, throwing away material or possession in your life. In Genesis chapter 2, verse 24, book of Genesis chapter 2, okay, at the beginning, therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother, and shall cleave unto his wife, and they shall be one flesh. Everyone say one, one. not two, one flesh. Mark chapter 10, 7 to 8. Now in the New Testament, look at the New Testament say. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joy to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So then, they are no longer two, but one flesh. I always warn the young people: Hey, make sure before you get married, you make sure this is the will of God, because you don't want to marry a wrong person and you get into trouble and you cannot divorce. You have to stay there and. Be patient and pray for your spouse, because it's not God's will to break up the one into two. When you join together, you will become one. The truth in the Bible is this: marriage is like the second scenario, not the first one. You are a part of one another in your marriage. You and your wife are a part of one another. You will never cut out your right hand. When it's injured, but you are willing to spend all the money to pay the medical bill and surgical bill to fix your right hand, because your right hand is a part of your life. You don't want to cut it off, even though you can afford. You may even borrow money for the medical bill, because you want to keep your right hand. Why your right hand is priceless to you? You don't want to lose your right hand. It's a part of who you are. You need to look at the marriage this way: your mate, your spouse, is a part of your life. You don't want to cut her or him out. 
marriage is the first institution that God put into the world after He created human being. He said, "Adam and Eve, now you join together to become a husband and wife." The first institution is a beautiful mystery created by God, and God said that when two life come together in marriage, you become one. Not only one in the physical area, one in the spiritual, one in the emotional, and financial. After you get married, you share your home together. You live in the same home. I never forgot. After I married Pastor Da, I was so happy. Now she lives in my home. Before that, she has to go back home to her dad. Oh, I wanted to stay here. And not only that, you share the same bed. And not only that, in many cultures, I don't think Chinese culture do that. But in many cultures, you share the same last name. You change your last name into your husband's last name. You share things together because you are one. Each and every one of us has our own identity. I have my own identity. You have your own identity. But after you get married, you and your spouse join together, and your identities join together, become one flesh. When your spouse becomes successful in the job, you are happy and rejoicing. When your wife faces some tragedy, you feel hurt too. And you cry because you are one flesh together. And at the beginning of the marriage, everything looked good. You're excited to have a spouse. You want to live with her or him. But as time go by, along the way, <laughs> many things happen in your marriage. Along the way, you began to experience some. Disappointments, some hardships, some disagreement and pain in your marriage, and you begin to think that, uh, I think I should need to get rid of this car. I should get a new one, but the truth is, this is the reality of life. You married an imperfect person. No one is perfect. It's so easy to date and sit. In the restaurant with the candlelight at the table and eat and hi, honey. But after you get married, oh, my husband, I can't believe this. I don't know he is like this. He never take a shower for three days. I never know this until I marry him. Because you start to learn that your husband and your wife is not perfect, and you learn that you need to love your husband and your wife unconditionally. Amen. This is why the Bible say, "Your spouse is a part of your life. It's like your hand, your nose, your ear, your eye, your heart. You cannot cut it out." Ephesians chapter 5 v e r s e s 28 to 29 say, "Let me read again. Husband ought also to love their own wives as their own bodies. You look at your wife as your heart, your hand, your eyes, not a car. Wow, I don't like this Toyota anymore. I'm gonna change to Tesla. 
I'm gonna kick this Toyota out. You cannot do that. He who loves his own wife loves himself, for no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it, just as Christ does the church. Everyone say, love cherishes. We're gonna learn in detail what it means to cherish your spouse or cherish other people in your life. What does it mean? The word cherish. It means to make warm. Everyone say, make warm. I just went to visit Alani yesterday with Pasada. The baby is only 18 days old, named Aurora, and we hold her up. Very small, little. Infant, newborn baby can feel cold, can feel lonely, hungry, and afraid, longing for somebody to hold him or her. And the mom, the new mom, picked the baby up, put in the arms and the chest or the shoulder, and nursing, caressing, kissing, tapping, and. Showing love and give the warm feeling to the body and the heart of that baby. Her careful attention and tender affection warms the body and the heart of that baby. How many people have kids? You understand what I'm talking about? You want to hold your baby up and show warm love and kindness to your baby, and that is recorded in the Bible. In the book of First Thessalonians, chapter two, verse seven, but we are we were gentle among you, talking about the pastor, gentle among God's people, just as a nursing mother cherishes her own children. In good word translation, say, although as apostle of Christ we had the right to do this, instead we were gentle when we were with you. Like a mother taking care of her children, cherishing the children. So when you see the picture, the, the word cherish, love cherishes. You think about a mom and a little baby that a mom cherishes, nurses, caresses, and put the arm around to show love to her baby. Why? In life, all of us, you and me, no exception. In our life, we can go through coldness and unpredictable situation. Something happens suddenly, and we start to feel overwhelmed. Every day, stress can come in and wear us down. And relationship around us sometimes can be hard. And We are going through the season of winter of cold weather in life, tough time. We are not in the springtime all the time. We sometimes go through the cold, tough winter time. Therefore, it is our responsibility as a husband or a wife, or a pastor or the brother and sister in Christ in the church, to treat other people. When we talk about husband and wife, you treat your wife or your husband. You step in and show tender kindness, show love. You give the tender touch, caress, and warm. 
you put this warm love into the life of your spouse, and you want to warm the heart of your spouse. That we should do with our spouse, and definitely with our brother and sister in Christ. How can you cherish your spouse? I'm talking about husband and wife first. You can do a gentle touch that doesn't have to be sexual thing. Gentle touch on your spouse. Maybe a husband, you come up behind your wife at the sink and kiss on her neck to show love to her. Or in the car, the wife can caress or hold the arm of your husband who is still driving and massage his shoulder. Or in the church, your wife and your husband sit together. The wife and husband sit together, and you put your arm around her or his shoulder, or around her body to show love. That is cherishing. You can do many things. Or maybe right now, Pastor Dan and I decided to do walking exercise at least half an hour to an hour a day. Yesterday we went out to walk half an hour, and we can hold hand, put the arm together. And put the arm across the shoulder and walk together while we are doing walking exercise. So you can do that too, or you can put your hand on your spouse's hand while you're watching movie together. For me, when we watch movie together, we lie down on the couch and I put my legs on her legs. <laughs> oh, so good! And put the blanket on. <laughs> Pastor Dan, no, I always put my leg on her leg <laughs> to give warm love and feeling to one another. You remember this: when you show love to your spouse, you are showing love to yourself, because your spouse is a part of your body. Remember this. But the flip side of the coin is when you are mean to your spouse, when you mistreat your spouse. You are also mistreating and mean to yourself. Is it clear? Many times God tell me this way: Peace, be a peacemaker. Bring, build peace in your home. Don't fight with the little little thing. Should I eat pad Thai or chai yo? The husband say chai yo. Chai yo is a spring roll, Vietnamese spring roll. And the wife say Pad Thai is a special noodle of Thai people, and you fight to the point that you don't sleep together that night in the same room for Chai Yo and Pad Thai. <laughs> If my wife say Chai Yo, yes, honey, <laughs> we can eat Chai Yo. Be a peacemaker. Don't fight because when you fight, in fact, you fight against yourself. If I slap my hand, left hand on the right hand. Who get hurt? I myself, because I hurt my own body. You need to look at marriage this way. You are one. He is a part of you. She is a part of you. You are in the same body. You are interwoven together by God. And your spouse cannot express joy without putting joy in you. And when you get pain in your heart, your spouse get pain too because you are one, the same body together. Therefore, you need to understand when you are blessed, your spouse is blessed too. When you are cursed, 
Your spouse is cursed too. This is the reason why I take serious about walking with God, because I love my wife and my children so much. I want to be blessed, and when I'm blessed, my wife is blessed, because we are the same body, and my children will be blessed. This is why I'm not goofy and doing anything stupid around the world, because I want to be blessed. I want to have joy and success in my life, so that my wife and my children will experience. The blessing and the joy, because we are in the same home, we need to take serious about doing the right thing for the benefit of our family. Amen. Amen. And when you get attacked, your spouse get attacked too. It's time for us to realize that our spouse is as much part of us as our hand, our fingers, our nose, our heart, our eyes, our heart, everything. We are in the same body together. We are one together. Your spouse need to be loved, and you need to be loved. Let's love one another. If your spouse has some brokenness in the heart, you are get hurt as well. Therefore, you need to cherish. You need to give tender love, warm love to your spouse, so that. Her heart, her body, or his heart and his body shall feel the warm love. Any time your wives feel broken inside, you should be the first one who's hug her. Now, I make mistake in the past to myself because I'm a doctor. I don't feel much about people feeling because I was trained to be without feeling when people get hurt, so that I will not be bombarded by my patient's feeling. So I have to be very strong. Okay, you heard. <clears throat> I'm gonna be reasonable to treat you. I'm not gonna be drawn into your feeling. The doctor will not get involved in the feeling that much. But sometimes I do that to my wife, and I repent. I need to understand her pain and suffering as well. I can cherish her and help her to feel the warm love for me. So, Pastor Da, forgive me. You marry a, a neurosurgeon, so sometimes I don't express my feeling that much. And the same thing when your husband get into trouble, has some wounded in his heart. You need to be an instrument to bring healing to him. Come to this point. I'm almost done with the family. I want to ask you to think about how you can treat your spouse' physical body in the way that you can cherish or give the tender and warm love to your spouse. Think about that. Go home. This is your homework. How can you give warm love to your spouse? Do you show respect and tenderness to your spouse every single day? Sometime after you get married for first few months, oh honey, honey. After ten years, hey, <laughs> cook that for me, please. No, no, no. You need to stay warm and love. Even after 20 years, the Bible say, when you do that to your spouse, you do it to yourself as well. How do you treat your spouse every day? Do you protect and guard the hearts and the body of your spouse or not? You ask yourself, do you treasure her or him like you treasure your own body? How many people in this room will hurt your own body? Raise your hand up. How many people go to the uh, some 
rock and then kick your foot on the rock and break your own foot. No, you really take care of your own body. You don't want to get injured. You take care of your own body. You treasure your own body. You should treasure your spouse as well. Every time a husband look into the eyes of the wife, you need to remember this: When I loved you, I loved myself. Every time the wife look at the face of the husband, you should think this way: When I loved you and I honor you, I honor myself and I love myself. I'm looking at the part of myself because we are one. Treat her well. Speak highly of your husband. Nourish and cherish the love of your life. That is your spouse. Think about how can I warm and treat tenderly the heart of my spouse. Look for opportunity to give the warm love to your spouse. Always look and make sure your gesture, your body language. Will show warm love to your spouse. Your tone of voice. Sometimes you get mad and you want to yell, and want you want to throw a pan to your husband. Hmm. If you throw the pan to your husband, you throw the pan to yourself. You're knocking yourself down because he is your part. So treat each other with respect, with honor, with tenderness, and warm love. Amen. When I think about this, I don't know how many of you get touched by God. I got touched by the Holy Spirit thousands of times in my life. Every time the Holy Spirit touched me, He tickled me, and I laugh. He warm my heart, and my tears come out because I feel warm. I feel warm on my skin when the Holy Spirit touched me. I feel like He was hugging me. I'm like His bride, His wife. He, Jesus, hugged me. Our God is a God who cherishes His people. He has a warm love. He hugs you. He tickles you. He touches your body and He gives warm feeling. How many people have that experience? You you feel warm when God touches you. And you laugh because you feel the love inside you. Sometimes you ask, "Why these people who got touched by God laugh and cry and tear come out?" I say, "Hey, it's about love. They feel the love from God, so they cry. The tear come out. They laugh because they feel the warm love from God. Our God is a God of warm love, and we want to walk in love like Him." First Corinthians chapter thirteen, verse thirteen. And now these three remains. Faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of this is love. Love should be your motivation in doing anything. Love is important because God is love. The whole Bible, if you conclude every command in the whole Bible, you can put into two laws. Two laws explain the whole Bible. Jesus said to him, "You shall love the Lord." Your God, with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment, and the second is like it: you shall love your neighbors as yourself. Your spouse is your neighbor too, in a sense. Sometimes people treat 
other people better than they treat their spouse. Actually, you should do opposite. You should treat your spouse better than other people, because you are in the same body. You are one together. Now, I'm going to read many scripture here, and I'm going to conclude the lesson. Okay, we learn about husband and wife. You are one flesh. You become one. You should treat your spouse as your own body, the part of your body. If you don't want to sacrifice your right hand, throw it away. You should treat your spouse the same way. You should not treat the spouse as a car, and you want to throw the old car away. You want to keep, treat each other with warm words, warm touch, cherishes one another. Now look at how we walk a Christian life to other people, how we treat other people. Romans chapter 14 verse 1. Give a warm welcome to any brother who wants to join you, even though his faith is weak. Don't criticize him for having different ideas or different doctrines or theologies from yours about what is right and wrong. We should show kind and warm love to Christians and other people. Actually, I do that to even the Buddhist people. When I meet my Buddhist friend, I know they don't believe in Jesus. I still warmly welcome them, kind to them. I'm not going to criticize them because I want to win that Buddhist friend with love, warm love, not touching, pointing finger, yelling, preaching to my friend. We win people by love, warm love. In Asian culture, we don't hug that much. We usually greet another way. I believe that Vietnamese will greet this way. Is that right? Just bow. Thai people greet this way. So warm love. We bow down and show warm love. In American culture or the Western culture, we hug. We shake hands. We want to show warm welcome to other people, even though they're not perfect. Even though they make mistakes, you still show warm love to them. Romans chapter 16, verses 1 to 2. You can see that in the Bible, talk about warm love a lot. Phoebe, a dear Christian woman from the town of Sencrea, hard to read, I'm sorry, will be coming to see you soon. She has worked hard in the church there. Receive her as your sister in the Lord giving her a warm Christian welcome. Help her in every way you can, for she has helped many in their needs, including me. When we go to camp, we meet so many Christians from out of town. We should warmly welcome them, greet them, love them. When you have guests to your home, or when you come to church on Sunday, you meet people. Don't just talk in your own Click group. Oh, we are Indonesian. We're going to talk to only Indonesian people. No, no, no. Go out. Greet people. Welcome newcomers. Some guests. Greet them. Show warm love to them. That is the culture of Christian. We are loving people. And we show kind, warm love to people. We don't go there and uh, who are you? Why are you here? Why are you dressed like this? No. Warm love. Kind love to people. That is Christian life. Mark chapter 10, verse 51. Look at how Jesus showed warm love to strangers who came to him. 
So Jesus answered and said to him, "What do you want me to do for you?" Is that the question to show warm love? When people come to you, what can I do for you? Are you hungry for snack? I'm gonna go get snack for you. You show warm love. That's what Jesus asked. What can I do for you? Warm love in words and in action. Second Corinthians chapter seven verse seven. Not only was his presence a joy, but also the news that he brought of the wonderful time he had with you. When he told me how much you were looking forward to my visit, and how sorry you were about what had happened, and about your loyalty and warm love for me, well, I overflow with joy. From now on, we're gonna have this culture in new home, in your home. We're gonna show warm love. We're gonna cherish one another. Amen. Everyone say, uh, "Why don't you turn to the person next to you? I will cherish you." <laughs> Husband, could you put your arm around your wife? Put, husband, put the arm around your wife, please. So from now on, we're gonna have this culture, warm love. First Peter four eight to ten. Read two more scripture, and we can close in prayer. And most of us be warm, and most of all, be warm in your love for one another. Because in love there is forgiveness for sins without number. Keep open house for all with a glad heart. Open your house to welcome people, making distribution among one another of whatever has been given to you. When God bless you financially, you use your finance to bless people. You don't hold it to yourself. You just bless people. You open your home, like true servants of the unmeasured grace of God. God wants us to show warm love to one another with our open house, with our finances and money, and feed people. That is a Christian life. We open our home, we welcome each other, we visit brother and sister who get into trouble. When somebody have a baby, just deliver. You bring food to that person, show warm love to that person. What can I do for you? We should live that way. You should warm love to one another. Last one, First Peter chapter one verse twenty-two: Love each other with a warm love that comes from the heart. You show warm love, or you cherish people around you with sincerity of your heart. After all, you have purified yourself by obeying the truth. As a result, you have a sincere love for each other. Everyone say warm love. love. Everyone say sincere love. love. Everyone say cherishing, nourishing, Nourishing. loving one another. another. It's one thing about having the PhD of the Bible. I go through Bible school to learn theology, and I have a PhD in theology. Is one thing, but is another thing. Is to walk in love, 
and to obey what the Bible say. And what the Bible say is, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Will you do that, or you just have the head knowledge? I don't want to be Pharisees and Sadducees, who just have the head knowledge. I want to be like Jesus Christ. I'm gonna keep improving. How to be a good husband? I'm gonna keep learning. Please listen to this series of teaching many times, especially husband. All the women say, Amen. Amen. <laughs> How about women? You gonna listen to this teaching too? Yes. <laughs> All the husbands say, Amen. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> Praise God! Yeah, we're gonna continue to learn how to truly love people the way of God. It's fun. This is a big lesson for our life. We're gonna learn this again and again. How to show love to people around us, our spouse, our friends, our co-workers, our children, our parents. It's good to learn how to love people in the godly way. It's fun. I love it. Amen. This is a big subject to learn, and we're gonna keep improving, keep changing, and learning and developing our life. And you will be used by God, and many people will put the thumb up for God and say, "Wow, Christian is so good. They walk in love together." Amen? Amen. Father, we thank you, Lord, that you teach us how to love people. Our spouse, our mate, our friends, our Christian brothers and sisters, our boss, Lord, pour your love into our heart, so that we can cherish other people. We can have a tender touch on other people, on our children, and we can, Lord, also show warm love to one another, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that. When you touch us by your Holy Spirit, you show your warm love to us, Lord. That's why we have the tears coming out. We cry, we laugh, we feel warm on our skin. You hug us, you tickle us, and we laugh. You're such a loving God, and we want to have that character in our life. That everywhere we go, when we open our home, when we welcome one another. When we welcome even guests and strangers somewhere on the street or in the shopping mall, we're gonna show warm love to them. We we'll greet them, welcome them with a warm love of God. Lord, help us to have this character. We will not be rude. We will not be too prideful and. We will not judge other people. We're gonna love people unconditionally, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for teaching us this lesson. Thank you so much, Lord. We promise you, by your grace, by your power, we're gonna practice what we learn, and we're gonna keep growing, developing, changing, transforming, to become more like Jesus Christ. 
in your name we pray father amen amen thank you jesus hallelujah i want to say one last thing that god spoke to me i want to encourage you to take serious about listening to the teaching and don't miss church on sunday if possible because certain message god gave to your pastor is the word from heaven to the members here and that message maybe one subject one key can turn your life around but if you miss that message you're going to keep going in the wilderness and never get to the promised land that's why you need to take serious about listening to the teaching getting the message from god each message will give you a key to go to the next step and that's how i live as a christian i always take serious about learning something from god and practice and then i get move higher and higher in the things of god so if you miss it you're going to maybe waste another 40 years in the desert keep running around never get to the promised land get the message listen to the sermon take serious about what god want to speak to you in the sermon as a pastor i have done my best to produce good teachings for you you notice that i'm not goofy around i'm really give you good food so please take serious about knowing the word of god who want jesus to be your lord and your savior why don't you confess with me right now keep your hand up father in heaven you created me i want to be reconciled to you you are my god my master my savior my healer my provider my protector lord i come to you by faith and with a humble heart approach your throne believing that you love me through jesus christ lord jesus you opened the way for me to come to god the heavenly father thank you jesus for dying for me lord jesus i confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that you are my god and my savior sit on the throne of my life from today on i will walk with you until the end thank you lord pour your love into my heart that i can walk in love give me your best so that i can be the blessing to many people around me thank you lord for loving me first in jesus name we trust that this message is ministered to you If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. I'm so thirsty.
Thank you.